1: To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible
2: teacher, Tom Cantor. Lord, we do come to you this morning so needy, and we pray that you would help us to learn from you now, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Matthew chapter 10, verse one here, which is a little review. He called unto him his 12 disciples. He gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease. The names of the 12 apostles are these, the first Simon, who's called Peter, Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee, John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, Lebeus, whose surname was Taddeus, Simon the Canaanite, Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These 12 Jesus sent forth commanded them, saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leopards, raise the dead, cast out devils, Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. And when you come into an house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. Whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that house or the city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Now, so, so far in this section, we've seen how meticulous, and we just read this, it's really a very meticulous set of instructions here that the Lord is giving to his messengers as he sends them out. And this shows us how important his messengers were to him. And so really when you look at this section here, what you can see is a sort of holy, if you want to call it this, intensity. There was an intensity to what the Lord Jesus was uh, commanding them, instructing them, showing them what they had to do. There's a kind of a holy intensity. And you see this, the Lord was highly intense in prayer to get the mind of God to the Father, to get the partnership to make sure he was right on with exactly which of these many disciples that he had that he was to choose to be apostles. That was an intensity in Luke chapter six, verse 12, where it says, and it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called unto him his, his disciples and of them he chose 12 whom he also named apostles. That was an intensity, this continuing all night in prayer. It's intense, why? because it was intensely important to get it right it was intensely important of you know it was a sort of like father i really need to know beyond any shadow of a doubt exactly which individual person you have chosen for me to have as apostles now you know when you think about that don't you think it would have been a whole lot easier if the lord could have just gotten the fax from heaven with the list of the ones, you know, all the apostles. And why did there have to be all this drama about who to choose as apostles there? Why did it take all night in prayer to know who to choose for apostles? Why did there, there have to be this kind of laboring, like giving birth in prayer that Paul talked about that he experienced like the pain of a delivery of a baby when he said in Galatians 4.19, Galatians 4.19, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Wouldn't it just been a lot easier for Paul just to have given these new believers a book that with something like Christ form in you 101 or something like that? Then Paul could have just uh, have gotten progress reports about how Christ was being formed in them and how they were doing in the faith. Why did it have to be all this trauma, this travail of Galatians 4.19, my little children of whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you? As a matter of fact, just thinking about that, childbirth, why couldn't children be just be delivered by the stork? <laughs> why does all this coming of the children have to involve all this pain and this trauma travailing in birth? Anyway, there's just a lot of intensity here in the choice of which specific persons, which specific disciples are, are selected to be named apostles. Very painful childbirth type of a prayerful night that resulted in the birth in verse two through four, the names of the 12 apostles are these and so forth. It goes through, that's the birth. Now second, so that was the first high intensity was the actual choice. The second high intensity were these specific authorities that the Lord gave to his apostles in verse one when he called unto Him his 12 apostles. He gave them power, which is really the word authority, against unclean spirits to cast them out, heal all manner of of, uh, sickness and all manner of disease. So there was an intensity here again in giving this specific authority. The Lord just didn't say in a nonchalant way. Well, you just go out there and, and you should have what you need to get the work done. It was intense as he was giving you these specific tools. In essence, he was saying to him, You know, you're going to run up against unclean spirits, and these unclean spirits are going to oppose you, and you're going to find that those un- specific unclean spirits have actually taken possession of people and they control the people. Therefore, I'm going to give you specific authority against those unclean spirits. I'm gonna give you specific authority to cast out those unclean spirits out of those people. And there was this intensity when the Lord gave them this authority over those unclean spirits, and there was an intensity second when he gave them a, a specific authority Here the Lord saw that his messenger apostles were going to encounter all kinds of sicknesses and a whole variety of diseases And here again, the Lord did not say to his apostles, well, you're going to run into so many sicknesses. You're going to run into fever and bloody discharges and poisonings, et cetera. And, you know, know, you're going to run into all kinds of diseases, leprosy, cancer, eh, blindness, you know. And just do the best you can to help these people out. No, there was an intensity to the Lord when he told them, I'm going to give you specific authority over all those various sicknesses and those different diseases that you're gonna run up against. So again, the Lord is very intense in giving them specific authority over the unclean spirits, over the sicknesses, over the diseases, and then the Lord was highly intense when he, he was telling the apostles where you go to in verses five and six. He, he, Jesus sent forth and commanded them, this is not a suggestion, this is not a recommendation, this is a command, commanded them saying, go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The Lord was not indifferent as to where his apostles should go and where they should not go He did not say to his messenger apostles, you just go out there, be like a cloth in the wind and just uh, cast yourself to the wind and where the wind carries you, that's where you'll be. That's not what the Lord said to his messengers here. There was a very definite intensity when the Lord said to his messengers, he said, you see those roads that go into the Gentile areas? Don't go on those roads you see all those roads that go right into all those Samaritan cities? Don't even think about walking down those roads. You have no business on either of those roads that lead to the Gentile areas or into the Samaritan cities. Stay off them. And that was very intense direction for them to stay out of the Gentile areas in the Samaritan cities. And the Lord left no doubt where they were to go when he said in verse six, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And the Lord left no doubt as to how they were to view their fellow Jewish brethren, how they were to view Israel. They were to view them with the word lost. Not unsaved, but lost. Not mistaken, but lost not misguided, but lost, not human and not perfect, but lost. So there was an intensity in the Lord's description of the Jewish people, they're lost. And there was an intensity when in essence, he was saying to his messengers, I'm sending you to lost people. That's who you're to go to. And then fourth, there was an intensity in the Lord as he told them, what they were to do, you are to preach. He says, preach, don't just speak, preach. Don't just teach, preach. Don't just explain, preach. And then they were told to heal the sick. Don't just comfort the sick, heal them. They were told to cast out devils. Don't just rebuke the devils, cast them out. So there's an intensity You know how the Lord told them exactly what they were to do. And then there was an intensity as he told them exactly what the message was that they were to preach. He said in verse 7, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The message was good news that the kingdom of heaven has now come down to earth Their message was also a warning because he said it was at hand. In other words, there was a limited time to respond to the good news of this invitation. It was the at-hand invitation. And if there was a delay and there was a procrastination, then the hand could easily become the slipped out of hand. And so there was an intensity to what he had told them to preach. Then there was an intensity on how the Lord told them to prepare for the trip. You know, there was an intensity, as he told his messengers, for how they were to make provision for their trip. Now, we've all prepared to go on a trip, and the last thing we want any of us want to happen when we've gone on a trip is to be on the trip and to say, oh no, I forgot to take this, something, you know. So what do we all do? We make a trip list. We make a trip list, you know, a do not forget to take on the trip type of list. And and when we pack, we got our trip list, you know. And the Lord took their do not forget to take on their list. He and he said, now let me see that list that you've got there. And it was an intense time when he sat down with their do not forget to take on the trip list. And he says, okay, first item on the trip list, gold. Nope. Eliminate it from the list, no gold. And second item on the trip list, silver. Ditto, to scratch the silver from your list. Third item on the list, brass. Nope, no brass. Fourth item on the list, script or a bag which was usually used for carrying uh, quantities of food. Nope, no bag. The fifth item on the list, two coats. Nope, just the coat you're wearing, just one coat. Sixth item on the list, Shoes in addition to their sandals that they were wearing. Nada on the shoes. No shoes. Seventh item of the lift an extra walking stick. In addition to the one, nope, no extra walking stick. So that's kind of intense. It's a real intensity there as the Lord is scratching off items off of their trip list. And we can feel this intensity as those messenger apostles were feeling the pinch of no cash, no bag, no food. No extra coat, no shoes, no walking stick. I'm feeling a little vulnerable here. What if the what if happens to me on the trip? The Lord was saying, don't worry about it. The Lord anticipated this anxiety that they were feeling when he said, in verse 10, he said, look. He says, uh, just to meet your anxious feeling right now and your feeling of vulnerability, here's what you have instead. One statement. The workman is worthy of his meat. Now, what does that mean? The workman is worthy. Who is the workman? Well, they are. The apostles are the workmen. And who's going to provide the meat? That's what I would be wondering about. I want to know where the meat is. I don't care about anything else. Where's the beef, you know? And I say, who's going to provide the meat for the apostles? Well, the one who sees that the apostle is worthy. Well, who would that be? Well, that would be the one who the apostle, the work, apostle workman is working for. That's the Lord. So the Lord is saying, look, if you're out there and you're doing a good job, God the Father, he's not gonna disregard your work and say, oh, yeah, forget, forget about him. No, he's gonna say you're gonna So what the Lord is saying with this intensity to the apostles is, look, you're working for God. And God thinks that you're worthy of meat in your work, so he's gonna give you what you need so you don't have to to put it on your trip list. He's got it on his trip list for you. Seventh, there was an intensity when the Lord told them that the first thing that they should do when they come into a new town, he said in, in verse 11, into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire in it who is worthy, and thereby to you go thence. So the Greek word for worthy here means uh, suitable. Suitable, it's the word axios, suitable. It means like suitable to receive the, for example, suitable to receive the message. Suitable to receive the gospel message. So he told them that as soon as you go into a city, start asking people, Uh, about who's in the city and try to figure out who you think would welcome the gospel message that they had. Now, the the eighth thing is there was an intensity in that the Lord told his apostles what should they do when they come into a new house, when they come into this house of the one who they see is suitable for the gospel message in verses 12 to 13, verses 12 to 13. When you come into a house, salute it And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. And if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. So this is an intensity now that the Lord is telling his apostles to kind of respect the house, that if you saw there, there's a hunger for the Bible, there's a hunger for God, there's a hunger for the gospel message, then you stay there and you pray that there should come peace to that house. And then last... There's an intensity here to when the Lord is telling his apostles, his messengers exactly what to do if a house chooses not to or no longer to receive them and hear their words. In verse 14, whosoever shall not receive you nor hear your words when you depart out of that house, shake off the very dust of your feet. All very spe- specific instructions here, all very intense, specific as for who they were that were being called to go from being disciples to apostles, very specific for the authority and the power that was given to them, very specific about where they were not to go and where they were to go, very specific on what they were to do, when they preach, very specific on what they do when they come to a town, very specific on what they were not to bring on their trip, very specific on what to ask when they arrived in the town, specific on what to do as they're being received, and specific on what to do when they're being kicked out. So it's a lot of intensity here with all these specifics for the apostles. Now, as we saw here, the Lord is, very specific and directing his messengers. And he gave them specific instructions, as we saw, about the provisioning. You know, no gold, silver, so very specific, where not to go, and so forth and so on. Now, but with all those directions, and all those specifics, and all that intensity, what's interesting here is that we can see that, that the apostles were free to choose certain things. And it's in verse 11. And into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter. That means that the Lord did not give each of his apostles a specific itinerary. Let me see now. Peter, here's your itinerary. This is where you're going to go, Peter. James, here's your list. Who's the next one? Andrew, here's your list. In other words, he gave the apostles the freedom to choose which cities they wanted to go in. You see that in verse 11. Into whatsoever city or town you shall enter. You choose. It shows us that the apostles were free to choose where they wanted to go. And if one apostle wanted to go to one city, fine. And if another wanted to go to another city, fine. And if two of them wanted to go to the same city, fine too. Those decisions were totally left up to each apostle. The Lord did not treat the apostles like puppets on a string, controlling their every move. He gave them certain specifics and then he gave them the overall goal of their mission, and then in essence he said, there you go. You've got, you've got now where not to go, the Gentiles and Samaritans. You stay away from those peoples. You've got where to go, Israel. Israel is your go-to people. You've got, you, you've got the problem that you're there to solve. The Jewish people are lost sheep. You've got your mission which is to invite and warn and you got what not to take, your gold, your silver, your brass and shoes, et cetera, now you're free to craft out where you wanna go. So the Lord gives us freedom to choose just like the Lord gave the freedom to Adam to choose the names of the animals. It says in, in Genesis two nineteen, out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see, what he would call them and whatsoever Adam called every living creature that was named thereof it's kind of interesting to see the lord say well let's just i'm interested to see what's adam going to choose i'm not going to direct him i'm not going to tell him you know but put words in his mouth no he's going to choose what to name the animals it's going to be nice to see i'm going to delight in seeing the what adam chose to give the animals yo look at that he chose the word zebra and kangaroo, and chinchilla, and iguana, and raccoon. (laughs) He chose all these names. And the Lord just was saying, now let's see what what Adam's gonna give to this one. Oh, that's an interesting name. And God never overrode Adam's decision, but he honored it. And he says, kangaroo it is. Yeah, And that's the Lord saying, let's see what James has chosen. Let's see which city James, what city James has chosen to go to. Okay, I'm not gonna override James. That's a decision he made for that city. That's gonna be what it's gonna be for James. And it's the same way for us in life. God gives us certain instructions in life and then he leaves certain choices up to us.
1: Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at Israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at PO box711330, Santee California 92071. That's PO box 711330, Santee, California 92071, or email Tom Cantor,